0: Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese
1: Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite podcast, the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I am... Joel Cheeseman, your co-host, joined as always by my partner in crime, Chad Sowash. And today we, are, we are getting like deep, deep thought with a PhD. Let's <laughs> welcome Maya Huber, co-founder and CEO of Skillset, coming at us from Israel. Maya, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here.
1: Oh, you do sound excited. So does, for our yeah. listeners who don't know you... Give us a quick little Twitter bio about you and then tell us a little bit about your company before we dig into the topic.
2: So, uh, hi, everyone. Uh, I am the co-founder of SkillSet. Uh, we are two women co-founders that created SkillSet to reinvent, reinvent sourcing and recruiting. Uh, basically, SkillSet, just to keep it you know, short, we are a new job casting platform that connects companies and job seekers mainly on proven tested skills. No CV. That's it.
1: No CV. I feel like you've practiced that before. I feel like she's practiced.
2: <laughs> and
0: a double female founder. Wow. Can I get an applause for that? Come on.
1: You can. You, you shoot, get an air horn shoot. too, baby.
0: <laughs> Excellent. So, so Maya, today we brought you on because, you know, Joel and I have problems with assessments. There are so many gaps out there today. There's an assessment for this. There's an assessment for that. It seems like Every It's just all over the place. So can you give us kind of like an idea of the problems that we're seeing today with assessments and then kind of give us a vision toward the future? We'll start to, we'll just start there.
2: Yeah, sure. So as you probably, you know, see for yourself and you know, all the industry, recruiting became so complex in the last decade, right? There's so many platforms and solutions are there, fragmented the process, you know, there's each and every process for every step of the way, mm-hmm. uh, job interviews, ADS, uh, job analysis, and you do background check and you do tons of interviews. And all of that, is, I believe it's because the first step still is CV CV, uh, CV sourcing. You can apply to your job based on your CVs and your stories. And I think that assessment today created to solve the bias aspect of CV. And I think this is not a solution.
0: So what I'm hearing... Is CVs, i.e., resumes, are shit, and assessments really were created because we are using the foundational data of garbage? Is that what I'm hearing? (laughs)
2: Absolutely. Do you know people? You know, try to do to deliver the real thing, but mostly these those are stories or or real stories. Who doesn't really count? Who you know today? Why does it matter? Why it can what predict that the fact that you studied at Harvard or you're not, you know? And I hold a PhD and (laughs) I'm still saying that. I think when, you know, um, all of these tech and solutions out there trying to create a much more effective, you know, uh, process, it's just because we are all dealing with stories along the way and this is something we need to break.
0: Okay. So that is assessments then. I mean, so it, here's the question. If assessments were created because the CV is garbage, then if we get rid of the CV, what do we do? Right? I mean, it's it's almost like, okay, I get rid of that. I know it's garbage, but I have no no starting point now. Where's the where's the starting point? What do I do? How do I do this? Is it soft skills? Is it hard skills? Is it testing? Is it where the hell do I start?
2: So first of all, I think we need to look at what's happening now. Uh, People talking, you know, all the industry is talking about skill-based assessment, right? But when you look at those tools, most of them, uh, even, you know, all of them, actually, are still focused on words. So you ask people about their their skills. You provide them with, um, you know, a situation or a story or a test, and then ask them questions where they need to summarize their skills and to share the skills in a written way, not to show what they can really do. So from our perspective, and this is after, you know, we, me and my colleague, we spent 15 years of research and practice in the field mm-hmm. of HR through the years. And we think that the only thing that counts is your proven, your proven results, your proven skills and how you will perform yeah. your job. So it's simple as that, Now,
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's real simple, Maya. But let's dig into this a little bit. So the C V is irrelevant. So is the job description irrelevant? Because people need to find these jobs and then and then they test for them. Is that kind of the idea and and the idea of, of resumes and maybe sourcing and uh you know a 26 billion dollar business like linkedin is irrelevant cuz it's basically <laughs> just an online resume like help me get my head around an an, no. an infrastructure no. that's existed for over a hundred and <laughs> hundreds of years is now obsolete help me understand that
2: i'm brave but i don't want to fight everyone but <laughs> I i'll I will tell you my my uh, my perspective on that okay i think that the fact that cv is the only and the first step is the thing that needs to be solved. Uh, Because we need to provide people with different ways to put their skills up front, sometimes CVs and for a specific position maybe. I believe that, you know, much uh, uh, high, uh, maybe C-level jobs, maybe you need to take more of that into into consideration. I'm not sure. But when you look at, you know, the common people, you and people like me. If you look at my resume three years ago, you will never hire me to be head of product, never, because you see an HR persona, and you will say, Wow, why, why, why are CVs are here? And you probably just you know throw it away.
1: I got that you're anti-resume. I'm just trying to understand. Okay, you're pro job description. You're pro get a job out there and promote it. What you're saying is that the system needs to be if I'm if I'm Joe Schmo and I see this job and I think I'm I'm ready for it instead of submitting a resume I take a test and then exactly. that test tells you whether or not I can do the job. Is that what you're basically saying?
2: Exactly. What okay. we're doing is skill set right. is we provide candidates with you know job experiences, smart mm-hmm. um, simulation tests that provide. Uh, people with the opportunity to experience the job, the main core task of the job before applying to it. So those are pretty straightforward tests that allow you to get better perspective of what you're about to do and what you required and if you're able to do that or not.
0: Well, here's the hard part though. In a market like we're in right now, to be able to take a test to prove that I know what I know, it's going to take 20, 30 minutes at least. I mean, we're talking about entry-level types of, of positions, even in customer service, let's say. Uh, most people won't take that time today because companies are in such dire need that they'll pick anybody up off the streets. So yeah. how, do you, how do you actually build a knowledge base foundational enough to, to to replace the CV?
2: So first of all, I'm not sure that's right for all people out there, because mm-hmm. they're, as you know, they're underrepresented population and untapped pool of job seekers out there who are trying to, to get into the workforce and, and do not find any success doing that. And those people are talented and qualified and should be part of the workforce. And I think this is something all of us need to take into consideration. But not only that, What we do, our assessments are pretty short, but we look at, for us, this is a much broader perspective than just sourcing. We help companies better understand what is the best, you know, talent or what are the characteristics of uh, the people they need to hire. So what, what our machine learning does is collect the data about candidates' performance and then follow those results and team hiring. And. Uh, their life, uh, inside the organization and then predict what is the specific type of characteristic in terms of skills of the candidate that should work. And we are talking about companies that hire all the time in mass hiring scale. So they need this data to better understand, uh, what are the best qualification for their, you know, their job openings because they need those people all the time.
1: In one of the videos I saw, uh, Maya, you were pretty negative on ATSs. <laughs> Isn't everybody? I mean, really. Well, I want to rephrase Chad's question a little bit uh, in, in my own way and saying, like, we, we recently understood or, or reported that 90 plus percent of people that, that click the apply button don't finish the process. They bail. So if they're not finishing the ATS, you know, job application process. What are you guys doing to make it so they don't ghost and, and eject on the testing? Like, what's your completion rate? Are people actually taking these tests? Do they enjoy them? Are they short? Talk about your solution uh, to the anti-ATS, I guess.
2: Yeah, sure. For us, this is, you know, for candidates using set, first of all, it's fun. And uh, because those are, you know, a simulation you can do on your mobile, on your desktop. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty uh, engaging tests or experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the unique experience people, candidates receive from doing our simulation is that those simulations are really uh, upfront. Those are not situations. This is not a questionnaire that is tiring. You're actually doing the job. So if you are a customer care representative, you're performing calls, you answer clients, you do whatever a customer care representative does, you summarize call, call. Uh, so the, the feedback we get is the experience of our simulation is respectful. People feel that for the first time, they can put their real skills up front and really experience the job. And, you know, sometimes we get responsible candidates They say, you know what, i just realized this is not for me. And we think this is a, a great uh, success story because this specific candidate will probably continue in the interview and only on the time he will get to the job, he will understand this is, job is not for him.
1: So people dropping is actually a good thing in your system because they may realize like, oh, I can't do this job. I'm out of here. I can't I can't complete this test.
2: Exactly. What we we're doing in those cases, actually in all cases, okay. we uh, met them with our position that are suitable for them based on their results. So let's mm-hmm. say your back office job was were amazing. I will offer you to be a claims representative, you know, in an insurance company instead of being a customer care representative. Mm-hmm. So the overall process is that fun. The time to hire is fifty percent faster. So they get a faster re- response. They get a, a job opening and and proposal by the end of the simulation. And this is uh, this is what we from candidate: the great experience, respectful, transparent, and focused on what really matters.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: a quick question with regard to let's just say a sales position because for the most part, you know I can't prove that I can sell in a test it's it's a it's a little bit harder than customer service uh usually, you take a look at somebody's background and if they've hit goal and how long they've hit goal and how long they what what kind of experience they have et cetera et cetera. how can you do that through testing? in a very subjective type of position like sales?
2: So first of all, we uh, on the simulation, we do perform calls. Okay. You see, this is the perspective. This is exactly what the job requires. So this is what we do. Mm-hmm. So they perform calls. We collect their tone of voice and the content of what they say. So we have their, uh, we, and you know, we provide with scenarios that some of them are uh, customers are interested, some are not, and they need to, you know, to offer them to negotiate terms and to offer uh, the unique uh, proposal that, that the specific candidates need to receive. So we test all that, actually. And also, we collect their ability during the simulation, during the process to improve their results and provide feedback inside the simulation themselves about how they performed. So we do have the ability to collect the data. And I want to say, we are not here... And this is, you know, we are going back to our conversation about assessment.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We are not a classic assessment tool. We are here to create a new job matching startup that enable and or maybe straighten the line for all job seekers to be uh, judged equally by their skills when applying for a job. You know, and in, in terms of sales, you will need to interview our candidates and make sure ne- they, you know, they stand with your needs. But you will know that on the basic level, they can do that and they can do it good and you can hear them doing that as
1: well. Are all of your tests standardized? Are they customized? Like this, this feels like an industry that could be commoditized um, fairly easily. Am I, the testing itself could be commoditized. Maybe analyzing it is a special skill. Like talk about how customized these questions are. Who comes up with the questions? Um, that seems like a really ch- a big challenge. There's
0: like more tasks than questions, I think,
2: yeah, first of all, yeah, those are tasks, uh, different tasks or different scenarios on each and every position. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are um I'm not sure I mentioned I hold the PhD my expertise is a future of work and job analysis. We are backed by Professor Ooh. Joseph Fuller that leads the-
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was sexy I like that
0: <laughs> not only not only is she a doctor, that's what she's the doctor of. okay,
2: yeah. Uh, thank you for that. And we are <laughs> back by <laughs> Professor Joseph Fuller. He is the professor who leads the Future of Work program at Harvard Business School. So our data and our database comes from the American labor market, from deep job analysis. Uh, we start with the data we have from, you know, from our researchers, and the data comes from the American labor market um, um, uh, database. And we, uh, we match this data with the, with the market. You know, talking to companies, talking to HR influencers, make sure this is, uh, you know, the data is accurate is, and is uh, providing a good reflection of the market. So this is where we start. The simulation are not adjustable.
1: Those are standardized.
2: Those are standardized. Okay. The way we create them, um, and we do it with, uh, we have a unique simulation creator mm-hmm. that enable us to create those pretty fast and to stand with the changes in, in the market. So we do create changes, and I can mention a few, but uh, the simulation are standardized. Uh, when you're uploading a platform, you will see, you know, a customer care representative, a sales, whatever. But if, let's say, there's a unique need for a specific, you know, customer care and insurance it will be a bit different.
0: Real quick, though, when we're talking about being able to do simulations, and I want to I want to hire them into my organization. Let's say, for instance, my sales or my customer service organization, I have a tech stack that's going to be different possibly than the organization across the street. So can you, I mean, should systems like this be able to pivot? and utilize uh, different systems like Salesforce or HubSpot or things like that to be able to see if that individual can actually perform the duties inside those systems that our companies use every single day.
2: So we do not test specific, you know, specific platform, but we do simulate um, uh, those type of uh, of platforms, of the CRM uh, platform commonly being used. So this is the same features, but we do not use Salesforce, you know, as a, as a specific tool or Excel or whatever. But we test their ability of people to be a tech savvy and to uh, learn fast new CRMs. And actually, this is one of the things of working with us. There, It's all for everyone, you know, experience of simulation. Our CRMs is new. So we test their ability to adjust quick enough mm-hmm. to what we, we require them in the cyber simulations.
0: Okay. So you have situations that you set up, scenarios that you set up, which are really predicated on testing, troubleshooting and problem solving. And that that's what it sounds like because this might be a different system than, I'm, than what I'm used to using, but I still have a scenario in which I, I know what I should do. It might not be the system that I'm used to, but I can troubleshoot and problem solve through it. And that in itself, is that like a big piece of what you're actually looking at through the assessment process.
2: Not only that, also you know the navigation inside and your ability to learn fast and to okay, uh, you know and and manage uh, big data and you know learn fast new. We are you know we are sharing. Uh, this is stories about the new product you need to sell. So we, we test your ability to learn fast. Yeah, um, but. I think what we need to focus on, our system uh, focus on the core tasks. So it will be your ability to work with a CRM, to answer clients, to uh, how good is your service orientation, your documentation uh, skills, and your ability to solve problems. Okay, so, you know, just for example, customer care. So it doesn't really matter what specific CRM you're using as long as we tested those core skills that each and every common, a uh, customer care representative is uh, is required to do.
1: Let's talk about diversity for a second. And you guys obviously tout your product as uh, everyone can take the tests. It has no mat- no bearing on your age, your sex, your color, etc. Um, talk about the product in terms of helping you recruit a diverse uh, workforce. And at what at some point, these folks have to get in front of an actual person where bias can come into play. Talk about that.
2: So thank you so much for raising that because this topic is really meaningful for us. We are putting effort in diversity in hiring. We have experience in this particular space and um, we also see that companies are really interested in that specific space. So in terms of diversity, first of all, the fact that people can be tested based on their skills alone, this is a game changer for people that come from, you know, diverse uh, background or other representative populations, because they do not need to enter, as you said, need, not just, just a matter of sex or or gen or gender or or where they come from, or but also, you know, those people have gaps in their CVs, their credential are not full sometimes. So um, the fact that we only focus on that is a, is a great enabler for that, and we also put a lot of effort in work to partner with the NGOs and program that supports uh, people that come from the background very, very and implement our tool inside the organization in, in order to, to pull these unique candidates into our uh, pool of candidates. And the, fact, the, the way we do that is not only uh, focusing on skills, as I said, we also make sure that we are accessible, we ask people, by the end of the simulation, if there's any specific accommodation or environmental uh, factors that you want to highlight in terms of, you know, what would be meaningful for them or help them uh, succeed in a job or in know training. Uh, so we collect that as well.
1: Touch on accessible for a second because we did an interview recently with someone who was, uh, you know, seeing impaired. Stubbsy. Yeah. So does your testing solution sort of, um, adhere to accessibility uh, restrictions, and and do do people with disabilities have a problem with the test? And how do you sort of uh, conquer that or solve that?
2: Talking and consulting with the accessibility expert to to be able to have an opportunity to each and every person out there, not no matter what is this, is disability, to to enjoy our park. So we we do have a lot of work there, but we right now we are accessible for most of the population. We are using pretty simple tests. We are using accessibility accessibility factor into our platform. Um, we we do training and and uh, extra provide extra data for the specific people in their organization where they you know get service in order to help them and get a you know a more detailed process about how to use our simulation. But I must say, at the end we will test and we are committed to make sure that. We source people and, you know, we provide companies with the best people to do the job. So we do see, and companies working with us share, that they do meet different crowd of people. We are working with Ascendit. This is one of the, you know, one of the biggest uh, warehouse uh, companies in the U.S. And they are all in about diversity and we're putting extra effort together. And also, this is not just sourcing. We are working with uh, team leaders in order to to make sure that the manager they will meet in the end. As you said a minute ago, this is not just about sourcing. They need to meet people that can interview them, that can be sensitive to their unique needs. So we are doing an end-to-end process with companies in that specific uh, space.
0: Okay, so let's pivot real quick because there are a lot of warm and fuzzy soft skills platforms that are out there where, you know I think uh, Pymetrics, and I think the more than Pymetrics, but they have like the balloon popping game, which uh, again, I have no clue how that is going to let Trade me know fi. whether yeah whether <laughs> it's a, it, I'm gonna be a great salesperson or not, but first and foremost, what are your thoughts on those platforms, and are those really just a product of a shitty system that we've had for decades? Uh, g- give me a little a little bit more about those types of assessments because they're all over the place and they seem to be getting money as well.
2: You know, I think this is the, the problem. We are all trying to find solutions that will help us, you know, better understand our candidates. From my personal opinion, and, and I must say, I am an MBTI certificate. I know how to do personality tests. Uh, I did it three years. I do not believe in that. I believe that the conversation a minute ago, this is absolutely not accessible. and. I think that for us as an HR tech expert, we need to make sure that we do not, you know, just sell products, but also provide value to both sides. And for me as a job seeker, doing, as you said, a balloon test, it's not providing value. This is not respectful for me.
0: It sounds like you, you're not a big fan of the balloon test either. Is that what I'm hearing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Between the lines. I <laughs> met I'm
1: at, I'm at a company in 2003 that did something similar to this. And, and Chad and I have been around for quite a while and have seen companies sort of come and go with varying degrees of success, but there hasn't been the big win, right? There's no uh, public company that does this on mass scale. It, it it just hasn't quite happened yet. Is that a question of timing? Is this thing just too difficult to understand for buyers? Like, Why hasn't a product like this sort of hit big yet?
2: You know, we're dealing with that question. My answer, and again, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not expert in the market like you do. Um, I'm uh, three years into the industry. I believe that there's a couple of reasons. for that. First of all, this is why we chose not to be a, another assessment company. And we took the sourcing, uh, you know, part as well. And our vision is to create um, a new job matching startup, not just to create another tool. And I think this is, this, is, uh, this is one of the problems. A lot of solutions out there look at, you know, one aspect of the market and do not look at the old picture. Uh-huh. Um, I believe we do. Hopefully, I will be, with Skillset will be one of the, there are great companies out there right now, and hopefully we will be uh, between them and, you know, scale up. I believe that when you look at the companies, at companies uh, the last decade that did create change in other industries, those are those people that brought new perspective and sometimes a combination of, you know, what brought models from other markets, like marketing, like like fintech, like, you know, um, I think the combination of industries is is that will, will count. And a much more holistic approach and not fragmented approach uh, that will look at all the process.
1: Well speaking of uh, different viewpoints, uh, one I was really hoping you were gonna say VR and metaverse We're gonna we're gonna make it <laughs> successful. No, but... no. So I'll spin into this. Is is VR <laughs> and the metaverse part of your roadmap in terms of what you'll be offering in the future with testing? And if not, why not?
2: We started sourcing, we wanna be able to and we can to work also inside, you know, influence the life of the employees. So to do retraining and to help people find themselves inside the organization, imagine you know that your uh, picker will leave you within six months. And after three months, you provide him with a skill set test on a a great opportunity inside the company or a couple of them. And you keep him inside because, you know, he's a great talent that, that you can... Um scale inside the company. So we are looking at that, not in VR, but you know, let's see.
1: It's it's something. I love it. I love it's it.
0: Something. All right, everybody. That's Maya Huber. She's the co founder and CEO at Skillset. We call her Doc PhD. Maya, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show.
1: We appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for having me.
1: And for those that want to know more about your company, where do they go?
2: Uh, they follow us on LinkedIn, skillset, or go to our website, it's skillset.online.com. Looking forward to, to see you or hear from you, guys.
1: Love it. Chad, another one in the can, baby. We out. We out.
3: Thank you for listening to, what's it called? A podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chadcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.